the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Monday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Colado. Hey, guys. Good happy morning. Advent. Good morning. Good morning. Good happy morning. first week of Advent. It's a good one. It is. It's a good yeah. one. I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. It's mm-hmm. nice to be back in our warm little seats. Um, <laughs> today is the, is the first Monday of the first week of Advent. It's also the feast of St. James of the March. So let's start this morning with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Keep us alert, we pray, O Lord our God, as we await the advent of Christ your Son, so that when he comes and knocks, we may he may find us watchful in prayer and exult in his praise who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. James of the March, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today, starting off with Dr. Haywood Robinson. He's the Director of Medical Affairs and Education for 40 Days for Life and former abortionist. And today he joins us to talk about his story and the closure of the Delta Clinic in Baton Rouge. You guys, this is going to be such a powerful interview. Stay tuned for Dr. Haywood. He will join us in about six minutes. Clara Davison joins us in 18 minutes. She's a manager of online programming with Holy Heroes. And today she's going to talk about their Advent Adventure program for kids. And 35 minutes, Ellen Migliorato joins us. He is the co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And every Monday he joins us to talk about raising Catholic teens in today's world. It's always a fun interview with Ellen. We always look forward to it. In 48 minutes, Dr. David Whitten joins us. He's a professor of theology at Fran U in Baton Rouge. And today he's going to be talking about how Advent is about both Jesus's first coming and his second coming. So he'll be joining Damien and Alicia in the Baton Rouge studio to talk about that. Real quick, today is Cyber Monday, which is one of my favorite days of the entire year because you can do your entire online shopping list for Christmas from your couch and you can go to smile.amazon.com and put Catholic Community Radio as your charity and Amazon will donate a portion of your total to Catholic Community Radio. So when you buy that $400 Roomba vacuum, I'm going to just say that I have a family member who bought that nice little vacuum, uh, that portion will go to Catholic Community Radio. So just put, keep it out there, smile.amazon.com. And of course, today is the last day of advanced giving. Tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, and you can donate to your favorite charities at igivecatholic.org to donate now, and Catholic Community Radio is on there. So lots of ways to give back this season. It's going to be exciting, right, Damien? Yes, it will be, and uh, we're always in a giving mode, so uh, we should continue to give uh, through the Christmas season and beyond. 
Weather-wise, uh, well, the weather's giving us fog this morning in some areas, uh, in particular Baton Rouge and Mandeville, as well as some of the outlying areas along the North Shore. A dense fog advisory is in effect until 9 a.m., with visibility only a quarter mile or less, so be careful as you hit the roadways this morning. Otherwise, it should be a lot like yesterday temperature-wise. Uh, high is going to be 70, low 56, light winds, plenty of sunshine. Enjoy it while you can because the rain is on the way. 80% chance of rain tomorrow, 40% Wednesday. Winds are going to pick up as well out of the south at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Temperatures in and around the area. Gulfport and Mandeville reporting fog in 60 degrees. New Orleans at 63. In Homa 59. And in the capital city, it's foggy and 55 in Baton Rouge. We're back with more on Wake Up. A good Monday morning to you. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel for the first Monday in the Advent season comes from Matthew chapter 8. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west, and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Father Chris Decker. Eight after the hour on a Monday morning. So glad you could join us. Gabby Smith, Alicia Quibito, and yours truly, Damian Collado, are with you. Hopefully you had a great and enjoyable holiday season. And it's just beginning because it's starting to look a lot like Christmas. With us right now, Dr. Haywood Robinson, Director of Medical Affairs and Education for 40 Days for Life. Also a former abortionist. And he's here today to talk about his story, but in particular, the closure of the Delta Clinic in Baton Rouge, which uh, recently closed up. Uh, Dr. Robinson, thank you for being with us on Wake Up this morning. Well, thank you this morning. It's a blessing to continue to move toward the celebration of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but also to be celebrating this post-Rose season. And again, we've got a lot of work to do. And with respect to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I just love you guys uh, in Louisiana there. I'm your neighbor in Texas, and we're strong pro-life down here. But to celebrate the closing of one of those killing centers is awesome. Uh, much of your audience probably knows they have been in business for decades upon decades, and now we can celebrate their closure. Amen to that. And uh, so with that being said, were, were you, I mean, at one point you were doing abortions and that, that shocked me, but, but share with me what happened. What was your conversion story? Well, I guess we can uh, kind of work, work <laughs> backwards. Uh, I don't, I, I was doing abortions, but this was the time of my life, which I was not a believer. I was not a Christian. Mm. Uh, I, uh, I was, uh, 
a person who believed uh, there was a God, but I was the Lord of my life. I was a junior undergrad when Roe versus Wade was passed. You know, I did not enjoy doing abortions. I did it for the money, and I, re- I remind audiences that it's the money variable of the equation in the abortion industry that fuels it. If it were not for the money, we wouldn't be having this show, and it would not have uh, become legalized and become the industry that it is. But to make the long story short, I had a Damascus Road experience where the Lord Jesus Christ uh, saved me. Also, I was doing abortions with my wife. He brought us out of darkness uh, into light, and it's been a be- it's been a beautiful a beautiful walk. Even though I knew and my wife knew scientifically that life begins at conception, as we know from the Bible, the devil has a way of making something seem right uh, that is absolutely not. And what I was doing was also going against the basic precepts of the Hippocratic Oath, which includes not to do abortions and, and basically that we not do harm. But we must remember that harming babies, uh, killing children is something that didn't start in 1973 in Roe v. Wade. When we read the Bible, we see how there's been a long history of child sacrifice uh, mm-hmm. with people in the uh, Middle East, particularly the people groups that Israel displaced and Israel themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did you finally become involved with 40 Days for Life and, and take that total life reversal? Okay. Well, I uh, the Lord saved me back in 1986. The first ministry I was involved in was our local pregnancy resource center. In the late 1990s, it was announced that Planned Parenthood was going to open a facility in Bryan College Station. And as you know, Planned Parenthood loves to open facilities where there are large amounts of uh, students, uh, college students, because they're sexually active. And, of course, Baton Rouge has a a similar situation where they have a, a constant high load of students, which Mm -hmm. uh, represent a good marketplace for for Planned Parenthood. Well, an organization started by a Catholic undergraduate who uh, started an organization by the name of the Brazos Valley Coalition for Life, which eventually evolved into the 40 Days for Life. The Lord spoke to the staff and said, you're supposed to have a prayer vigil, 40 days, 40 nights, standing, silently praying, fasting in front of the facility, and that's what I wanted to do. Very, very simple model. But what we recognized that on the days that we had the vigils, we noticed that the traffic going into the parking lot decreased significantly. We corroborated with statistics from the county and the state that indeed abortions would go down during the time we had these prayer vigils. So what we recognized was that babies were actually being saved by us praying uh, to, to stop abortion in these facilities. We also noticed that 
facility workers with find other jobs because we encourage them to look don't work in a place where they kill babies mm -hmm. and that's horrible and facility number nine was the one which much of the audience knows about the one in Bryan College Station where Abby Johnson was mm -hmm. that uh, was the ninth facility closed she walked out of that facility after observing an ultrasound guided uh, abortion and she became a, a national hero and that was also thanks to Planned Parenthood and making her more famous Wonderful. and the movie and the book Unplanned yeah well, Dr. Hayward Robinson, sorry we're out of time, but God bless you. Continue your good work, uh, and we're praying for you each and every day, and we're praying for all those moms out there who are even thinking about having an abortion, that they would change their mind and have that baby. In the meantime, it's 15 after on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 28th. Today we celebrate St. James of the March. James was born in central Italy in 1394. After earning doctorates in canon and civil law, he became a Franciscan and began an austere life. He fasted nine months of the year and slept only three hours a night. His friend Bernardine of Siena persuaded James to moderate his penances. After his ordination in 1420, he began a preaching career that took him all over Italy and through much of central and eastern Europe. A popular and effective preacher, his sermons prompted many to reform their lives. Credited with helping to spread devotion to the holy name of Jesus, vocations to the Franciscans also increased under his influence. To combat extremely high interest rates, James established nonprofit credit organizations that lent money at very low rates on pawned objects. He can be said to be the father of the modern pawn shop. In his later years, James declined the offer to become a bishop, preferring to preach instead. A portrait of St. James of the March hangs in the Louvre in Paris. He died in 1476 and was canonized in 1726. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 719 on Wake Up. Thanks so much for tuning in this morning. Our next guest is Clara Davison. She's a manager of online programming with Holy Heroes. And today she joins us to talk about the Advent Adventure Program. What a wonderful time to start diving into this. Hey, Clara, good morning. Thanks for being with us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Happy Advent. Happy Advent. I love someone who is excited in the morning and uh, loves a good interview. Clara, we love having you join us. An Advent Adventure program, this is so amazing for families, young children, parents, to really know the meaning of Advent as we prepare for Christmas. So uh, tell us a little bit about what we can find in this program. Well, we are really excited about this. Um, we've been doing Advent Adventure for 15 years, and every year it's just a great experience to walk thousands of Catholic families through Advent, beginning on the first Sunday of Advent. So we're already started, um, but there is still time for people to sign up. We have we let people sign up all through Advent. So some families join us for the very last week because life happens and things are crazy. But Advent Adventure is a daily program, and every day you'll receive an email that it has videos 
audio links for you to pray along to prayers with us, coloring pages, principal activities, crafts, just so many different things that you can do to make Advent a meaningful season of expectation for your family. Um, a lot of folks have used this for years for a variety of ages of their kids, which is one of the really great things about Advent Adventure is that there are so many things, but you don't have to do them all. It's a free program, mm -hmm. so you just sign up and then you do what works for your family at this stage. So maybe right now you have little kids, so it's just a coloring pages stage, and maybe you have uh, kids that are a couple years older, six, seven, eight, who would really love to do the Jesse tree and can use our Jesse tree ornaments and watch our Jesse tree ornament explanation videos every day. Um, that's a really easy way to do the Jesse tree, which I know is something Catholic families really want to do, but that can be very overwhelming at times. Absolutely. This is such a busy time, I think, more <laughs> for the parents because we're trying to get everything off of our checklist. Uh, we're getting ready for Christmas. The secular culture really dives into the hustle and bustle earlier and earlier every year, but now more than ever, I think. Um, but Clara, what we can do to kind of, what can we do to slow down? Some There's so many different things on this Advent Adventure program. Anything you recommend uh, families? starting this week to kind of ease their way in? You know, I already mentioned the Jesse tree, which I think is a big one. But, you know, for some families, if this is a crazy advent, you just had a new baby, you just moved, there are things going on that just kind of prohibit a big, elaborate advent preparation. A really great thing that you can do in Advent Adventure is just pray along with us throughout the season. Mm -hmm. So every day there are going to be audio links for a just single decade of the rosary. Not a whole rosary. You don't feel like you need to, you know, carve out an entire rosary, but you can do a decade with us. It's kids leading the mysteries of the rosary. There's an explanation before each mystery so your kids can really understand what the mystery is about. And then before each Hail Mary is a scriptural rosary. So there's going to be a short verse from scripture so that kids can begin to begin to understand the practice of meditating upon each Hail Mary. So mm. if this is not the advent for you to do something very time-consuming or elaborate, that is a great, easy thing right off the bat that families can do. And there are also just little short videos throughout Advent about different liturgical practices, different customs, different traditions. And those are just fun, quick, couple-minute videos that you can share with your kids and maybe learn something new this year. Mm -hmm. Clara, how do we get started? So much information is being thrown at us where we can just kind of pick and yeah. choose and see which one works best for our family. And, and how much does this cost? Um, so this program is completely free. There are no charges associated with this. We keep this free so that every family has the opportunity to have access to all of these resources. And all you have to do to sign up and learn more is to go to adventadventure.com. That's adventadventure.com. And you can go there. You can learn more. You can sign up, check out what other people are saying. Um, right now on our Instagram, Holy Heroes. Um, you can find all families who are tagging us in their Instagram stories about what they're using in Advent Adventure. So it's been really sweet to see the amount of families who are interacting with this and participating in Advent Adventure. What inspired you to come up with this program? 
So this program has been going for 15 years now. So we started it back when my parents founded Holy Heroes. Um, and it's just my siblings and I grew up making videos about Advent, different liturgical seasons. It kind of has grown over the years so that there's now videos for every single Jesse Tree ornament. Um, we have videos for every Sunday gospel to have, help prepare you each Sunday in Advent. Um, and it just kind of grew out of our family's culture of celebrating the liturgical year. And we're really excited to be able to continue to share it all these years later. Clara, this is the second time you've brought up the Jesse tree. That is one of my favorite memories as a child at school, uh, putting together during Advent was making ornaments for the Jesse tree. Kind of talk about that. You know, I think there's been a real reawakening about the importance of reading the Bible. Um, a lot of people are mm -hmm. crediting that to uh, Bible in a Year podcast, which was, you know, went crazy a couple years ago. Father Mike did a great mm -hmm. job with that. But the Jesse tree, if you are someone who loved Bible in a Year, if you are someone who found so much wisdom and just realized what you've been missing out on by not reading the Old Testament and not reading the New Testament every year, the Jesse tree is the best way to do that with your kids. The Jesse tree walks through the entire salvation history leading up to the birth of Christ in a way that kids can understand. And yes, there are fun ornaments for them to cut out and color and hang every day in Advent. So I think the Jesse tree is also getting a big revival right now because people are realizing that we've kind of missed this part of our Catholic heritage by not reading the Bible and not teaching our kids about how important the story of salvation really is. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to do as a kid was uh, print out coloring pages online. Uh, and I loved cutting them out and making ornaments. And I think this is so perfect. Um, that that memory has stuck out to me. Uh, so I really enjoy that. And I'm glad that this is being available. Um, Damien asked a really good question. One of our co-hosts, he says, where do the funds come from to allow this to be able to be free and no cost to families? Uh, thank you so much for asking that question, actually. Um, so all purchases on our store, which is Holy Heroes, are what we use to fund all the artists who create the coloring pages, our IT guy who very patiently builds and rebuilds these web pages every advent. Um, so all purchases through our Holy Heroes store is how we offset the cost to provide this free to families. Clara, what are the age groups of kids who can participate? We have kids from around three or four through probably 10 or 11 participating because it tends to be families. There's usually a big range of ages of kids, but we do have activities for as young as three to four up to late elementary, early middle school um, with some more challenging word searches and things like that. Great. Uh, tell us one more time, Clara, where can we go uh, to check out the wonderful stuff happening on Holy Heroes and the Advent Adventure program? Yes, thank you so much. You just go to adventadventure.com and you can sign up. Like I said, it's free and we hope that all of you will join us this Advent. Great. And also there are wonderful books that you can find for kids on saints over at the Holy Heroes website. I did link it in the comment section for today's Facebook live video. Video, Clara Davison, manager of online programming with Holy Heroes. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Have a great advent.
Absolutely. Hey, Alicia, real quick, I want to talk about a wonderful event happening at Cypress Springs Marcedarian Prayer Center this Sunday, December 4th. Yes, Las Posadas is happening. If you're not familiar with that, uh, it is the Spanish tradition of the wise men finding the Christ child. It's a great event for uh, families with children of all ages, which means... Damien, we're not too old for this, right? Most things we're too old for, it seems like. But it is Sunday, December 4th. Uh, it's from 3 until 5 p.m. That is in Baton Rouge at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center. That's on O'Neill, uh, George O'Neill. And you go all the way down uh, and, the, and the street dead ends in Sister's beautiful property. Uh, mm-hmm. There will be uh, all kind of wonderful things. Caramel popcorn and uh, and mm. uh, let's see what else. A petting zoo. And there's going to be a camel there, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, and lots of fun things to do. So so you help the wise men find the Christ child on the beautiful grounds of Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center. And then uh, after, I understand rumor has it, a guy in a red suit may show up. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yep. Better yep. known as Santa Claus for Maybe those so. who can't Maybe interpret so. uh, her description. So it could be St. Nicholas. Could be yeah. sa- same thing, right? So yeah. so Sunday, December 4th from 3 to 5 p.m. They It is a free event, but they would like you to give them a call uh, to just let them know that you're coming and that number is 225-752-8480 and um and let them know that you're coming yeah and I'll, I'll, i love that I'll quick mention real all also on friday this friday on mayest night of prayer at sacred heart of jesus catholic church to 2250 main street in baton rouge they're going to have praise and worship uh music adoration confession and the prayer team yeah. will be led by the Mercenarian Prayer uh, Sisters from uh, oh, Cypress yes. Springs. Excellent. So I wanted to throw that in as a connection. That's and that's Friday. Father, yeah, it's this Friday, <laughs> yeah. uh, 6 to 9 at uh, Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Baton Rouge. Awesome. Stay with us. It's half past the hour on Wake Up. Good morning. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Up on Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. Uh, hey, guess what? It's Advent. It is. Did you know? And in case you in case you need a reminder daily, which I think we all do, there's, it's, it's so, there's so much noise out there, so much busyness. Uh, if you check out our app, Catholic Community Radio app, and click on Overflow, you will hear beautiful Advent music. Sort of like what you hear now. Yes, somebody's in the other room singing, I think. But yes, isn't that beautiful? Is that Gabby? (laughs) They always said she had the voice of an angel. I don't think so, but it is beautiful music, and it's another wonderful way uh, to help you prepare for the Christmas season. Again, that's on our our free app that you can download from the the Apple App Store or your uh, Google. What's the other one, Gabby? Google Play. Thank you. Uh, and uh, and then you can click on Overflow and uh, listen to that beautiful Advent music. So I also wanted to mention we visited with Clara shortly uh, just before the break at Holy Heroes. They are having a little Cyber uh, Monday sale over there. One of the Ooh. things on sale, y'all, is a little uh, Lego visiting priest. Everybody should have a priest uh, in their Lego set, right? So check that, that out so at cute. HolyHeroes.com. I think that's so great. Uh, and last but not least, it is Monday. 
Monday, which means our friend Alan Does she McLeary hear Rado confessions? I would love to have it if that's the case. <laughs> Alan is the founder of Adventure Catholic pocket at all Youth time. Leadership Formation Training. He is the author of The Manly Art of Raising a Daughter and co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. Good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning, guys. Nice to be back. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Advent. Hi, happy Thanksgiving and happy Advent to you. It's wonderful to visit with you again this morning. What do you have for us? Well, you know, I was thinking as you were talking about um, what's going on in, in your community there, how how much God loves us, because even though like he knew, he still created us, even though he knew we were going to make a Lego set with a priest. <laughs> right. I think that that just really shows how much God loves us and trusts us. So yes. um, I want to talk uh, maybe today a, a, a couple ways to kind of get your kids or your teens especially ready for Advent and, and kind of to really immerse ourselves in, in this season. And so I have three steps, right? So one is serve. Right, find ways to serve others, serve your community. Maybe you can you can um, you can you can volunteer together at a homeless shelter or uh, some kind of food bank, um, and and really kind of encourage your kids to come up with ways to serve the community. Uh, the second is to pray together, to find some time. Maybe you say a rosary together as a family. Uh, something more than what you're doing already. Mm-hmm. So if if you're if you're already saying prayers before meals, that's awesome. So take a step forward in prayer with your family. Uh, and then the third way is to give together. Find a way to gift somebody who doesn't have much uh, this Advent and to encourage them to, to really, like, also to do what you're doing. Like, I'm giving you this gift. I want you to know this is because God loves you and because we care about you. It could be an elderly neighbor, and maybe that gift is washing their car or cutting their grass or trimming their hedges. But there's all kinds of ways that we can immerse ourselves in the season of Advent and really be grateful for what we have without looking to to increase our material possessions at this time of year. And it's a really hard thing for, for kids and teens especially because we have that click uh, click culture where we can just kind of click on our phone and order mm-hmm. whatever we want at any time yes. and then worry about, you know, worry about it later, and if something we throw it away, so it's almost a throwaway culture too. Where we, you know, we used it, and let's just toss it, and we'll get another one. Um, so really, kind of be grateful for what we have, and and just it, enjoy this time of year because the you know it's like you said, the year's hectic, days yes. are hectic. So that's my three tips for for teens and families today. I love that, Alan. And I think you must have been sitting in the back of St. Thomas More uh, on Sunday in Baton Rouge because this is almost exactly what our pastor, Father Michael Alello, talked about with the emphasis on praying together daily. Uh, That is so important, Alan. And, you know, I know that you often remind us, uh, and and this is one of the, the key themes in Failing Forward Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens today, is um, letting your your teen or your children help in that instead of saying to them, okay, kids, today we're going to serve and we're doing this, uh, involving your children. How important is that in involving your children and in, 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 in talking about praying together, talking about serving and giving together? Well, you know, it really is. It's such, it's such the necessary and, and it's such a, an important step. Because when we when we just tell our kids what to do, we're just creating good followers, mm-hmm. right? But when when they leave home, who else are they going to follow? They're going to follow whoever is strong around them, and it doesn't always mean that it's going to be a strong Catholic, a strong Christian, you know, a mm-hmm. strong person with moral conviction. They can just follow, 
So we're not trying to create followers. We want them to know why they're serving, why they're giving, and why they're praying, more so than how to do it. And once they start leading, they, they start to understand the reason why, because it's like, well, why do I have to do this? Well, why do you think you have to do it? You know, so we, we go through that COPEC method that I talk about in the book where they, they understand, like, leadership is taking responsibility and, and making sure that we have, you know, accountability for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Alan, do you and others. Do, yeah, yes, you're right. You're right. And so do you do this with your with your um with your teen groups at church? Do you do do you do you have a program of serving, giving and praying together at, during Advent? It's ongoing. So we oh. don't just wait for for Advent to happen. So like there's always, you know, there's a couple kids that are in volunteer organizations. So they always come and, and they'll say, "Hey, you know, we got this going on." And I'll say, "Well, look, man, why don't you get or a bunch of kids and, and see if we can we can set up where we can we can all show up and help you yes. and so like they've got resources where we can tap into and sometimes parents have you know hey there's a, my my business is doing um you know uh some kind of charity event mm-hmm. would the teens be interested and so i don't say yes i say hey guys here's what's going on who's interested in helping out and it's amazing because um I don't want to just put them into programs. I want mm. them to create these things. So yes. sometimes just the programs that we talk about give them inspiration to start their own things, and sometimes we go help out where we're needed. So it's really kind of a cool thing, but this time of year, I really encourage them and challenge the teams to take a step forward to change their their lives, you know, not yes. just to do it for the season and then we go back to normal. But what can we do to make changes in our lives that stick with us Right, right. You know, Alan, I remember in high school having uh, required service hours in our community and, um, you know, getting down to that uh, last millisecond before the deadline. And uh, where can we go and get service hours really quick? And a whole group of us would go and hurry up and do it and and completely miss the purpose of serving. Uh, And now as an adult, it brings me such joy to serve that I'm just sorry I didn't realize it then, right? So how how can we, um, w- in addition to having our our teens or our children help us find the the place for our family to serve? How can we uh, help them see the beauty in serving? Yeah, I get the reason for the required service hours. I just <laughs> never like it because it's checking off a box. Yes. And so a lot of times when, I, when I'll when i do stuff with the teens, I'll say, look, I got this opportunity to come help out this elderly couple or this, you know, this community. I'm not giving, I'm not signing off on service hours for this. If you guys want to help, it's got to be out of your charity of your heart, ah. not for checking off a box. So who's interested? There you go. And sometimes kids will say, no, I need service hours. And sometimes kids will say, no, I'll help. And oh. so it's. I think it's when they see their their peers helping Mm -hmm. others and not worrying about what they're getting for it. I think that that, um, it infiltrates their life, so to speak, so it almost bleeds into their peers where they can say, wow, he's really helping somebody just to help. And it really changes perspective. So when we try to change culture and change perspective, we can never make it task-oriented. It's got to be out of the charitable love for others in our heart. Right, right. It's, it's it's so interesting that you bring that up. I think so much in our culture is, okay, I'll do that, but what's in it for me? Not necessarily really coming from that spirit of giving, but 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 more in uh, what am I getting out of this? So the service hours or the whatever, uh, whatever it is for me. So, um, okay, Alan, remind us again of those three, uh, three topics that we should work on this Advent. 
Oh, geez, I don't even remember what I said. Okay, no, I'm just serve. kidding. Serve. That was serve, serve, pray, and give. Okay. Right? So serve together, pray together, and give together. That, and together. Together is the important word, I think. Uh, thank you so much, Alan Migliorato, founder of Adventure Catholic Youth Leadership Formation Training. Check him out at adventurecatholic.com. Hey, stick around. Dr. David Whitten, professor of theology at Fran U, is here in the studio with us. It's 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up. Happy Monday morning, 48 after the hour, 12 before the top of the hour. So glad you could join us with us in studio right now. One of our regulars, Dr. David Whidden, professor of theology at Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge, better known as Fran Yu. And good morning to you, Doc. Good morning. Good to see you all. Happy Advent. Happy Happy Advent. Advent. In fact, that's our topic right Mm -hmm. now. That's been our topic almost throughout the morning is Advent is both about Jesus's first coming and second coming. So share with us how we in general can prepare now for the Lord. Yeah, that's it's um you know we when we think of Advent we almost always think about Christmas and, and so on. Mm-hmm. In fact there's this wonderful document about the liturgical year that the church has written and it says, you know, that um, Advent has this twofold character that says it's a time of preparation for the solemnities of Christmas. And of course we're all ready for that, right? We you know we've been clicking our stuff getting today and getting our orders <laughs> well, in. Yeah, Cyber right? Monday, right? Yeah, Cyber Monday. Um, uh, but then it says you know, and likewise it's a time when by remembrance of this minds and hearts are led to look forward to Christ's second coming at the end of time. And this is the part that we often kind of miss about Advent. Um, and that it's not just about Christmas, though it's certainly uh, that, but it's as much about preparing ourselves for the end of the t- end of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about Advent in that sense is penitential as well uh, yeah. in, in many ways, right? Um, there's a theologian I know who had to write a, a little bio for me for a book that's coming out. And at the end of it, he, he, said, you know, he explained where he'd worked and everything. He says, and he's... Um, Actively preparing himself for his death, mm-hmm. oh, and, we're, wow. we're, and, and we're, we're like, "Are you okay?" We <laughs> send him an email, right? Like, "Are you okay?" He says, "No, this is actually really just a Christian way of thinking about mm-hmm. things, right? Oh, yes. um, the inevitability of death and preparing ourselves for it." And the rule Saint Benedict it says, "You know, um, remind yourself daily that you're going to die." Yeah, um, and and so. Uh, well, we've heard the old saying, right? right. Live today as though it's your last. And yeah, you know, um, there's and, but, a lot of take merit that to that. Seriously, well, well, because there's sort of two ways of thinking about that, right? Sort of that our culture says, oh, well, then you only live once, so I'm going to go out and just sort of like suck yeah, the marrow yeah. out of all these experiences, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, you don't go crazy. You don't go crazy, right? Animal, and, and the yeah. Christian way is to really say, oh, you know, what I do now matters forever, yes. um, and how I prepare for that, uh, you know, and and. So this is a time for actually, you know, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving uh, and preparation. We fast so that we can feast. And, of course, we've got the Feast of, uh, of Christmas coming up. Um, but also to be aware then of those who don't have the ability uh, to celebrate Christmas, perhaps in the way 
that you know that a lot of our listeners might be able to, so uh-huh. that we can give alms or you know provide that for people. Um, so thinking about this in, in a sort of larger context, and then there's context. I mean, you know, last week if you were paying attention to the readings, right, they were all about the second coming of Christ. They were all from Revelation, uh, and then the readings yesterday at the beginning of Advent, the gospel reading was about Jesus, like saying, "Hey, I'm coming back to judge. Yeah, uh, be ready. Be ready. Uh, be aware. Be ready. Yeah. Be aware." But then if you looked at the, today's reading, um, it had a Eucharistic element to it. Right, yes. uh, and so there's this sense that in which Christ also has already come again. Right, He comes again each time He makes Himself present uh, in the Eucharist uh-huh. uh, to us. So that, this is the beauty and the power of the cross. It works across time. Right, it, there, it's this, this historical event that happened. It's the a historical event of Christ coming as prophesied in the Old Testament the, as a child, uh, which is. If you think about it, it's kind of crazy yes. um, in a beautiful sort of way. Christ coming in the Eucharist and then Christ coming again mm-hmm. uh, to recreate everything, as it says in Revelation, to make all things new, yeah. um, which is a beautiful way of, of thinking about what happens at the end of time. Yeah, exactly. And so how does one make oneself new? In other words, how do, how do we go about Advent? I've always heard try to get and make a good confession as soon as possible. Uh, do you recommend that as part of your Advent a oh, journey? Sure. I would I mean, think it would be, I mean, right? I mean, Cleanse the, one's soul? And, and I mean, The short answer is, is nobody makes themselves new on their own, right? We can right. only do that by the grace of God, and we receive oh, exactly. that grace through those sacraments. So, right, so the mm-hmm. sacrament of reconciliation, which, re, which uh, helps us reunite ourselves with the Church, uh, who's ultimately, you know, the the, the bride of Christ. Uh, so that that sacrament, um, what other whatever other sacraments, you know, certainly the Eucharist, uh, perhaps on a more regular basis, and then these Christian practices. Uh, that uh, have you know have been going on for thousands of years, right? Of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, among other things, uh, in a more intense way, mm-hmm. uh, in a more intentional way, uh, as well. Uh, I think is a, a way of preparing ourselves then uh, for the second coming, which could come up at any moment. I mean, funny, it's I mean, the name of your show is "Wake Up," mm-hmm. right? And, and there's a sense in which we need to sort of wake up and say, okay, right, I, I, something's coming. Um, Christ is coming. Yeah. And Advent uh, means coming in exactly. Latin, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And so with that being said, we, we've we already heard Alan talk about praying uh, with family mm-hmm. together. You've mentioned it. But at the same time, we hear uh, you need to be silent during the Advent season as part of your prayer so you could hear where God is leading you. Right. I think um, silence is always an important But silence point. is difficult. For a lot of people, uh, when it comes for to prayer, more than about fifteen seconds, yes, most yeah. people, <laughs> right? I mean, you think about how challenge. much um, how much of our space we fill up with noise just because we don't want to have to listen to ourselves think sometimes, uh, or to live with ourselves, or how we fill it up with you know stuff on the the computer, and, and we don't just sort of sit and be quiet mm-hmm. um, sometimes. So you know. Um, not that I would ever uh, encourage people to turn off their radio right now um, at, at uh, 7 in the morning because we heaven certainly forbid. want to do that. Heaven forbid, right? Um, but there is a place and time for us to just be kind of quiet um, and so uh, and to think. I mean, this is, of course, what adoration is about as well, right? This is sort of a quiet contemplation. Um, and it's, it's amazing how that works. Just a, a couple weeks ago, I was at an adoration in my kids were there with a, everybody else in the room was an adult and I had a you know an eight 
uh, 11 and 12 year old in there and they did like 20 silent minutes. And I think it's probably like for the three of them, like the, 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 I don't think I've ever had all three of them silent for 20 at minutes at one time, time. but they <laughs> did it. That's awesome. It was really beautiful to see, you know, even children, um, can respond to silence, uh, in some ways, if we give them the opportunity to do that, sometimes maybe it's easier for them than it is for us, um, yes. because we get so wrapped up in our own sort of anxieties. But this is again um, another way of thinking about what's to come. Right? Is realizing that our troubles for today are sometimes less significant than we might think that they are, um, and that we have something to look forward to. Right? The renewal of all things, Christ coming again, um, Christ coming in the Eucharist, and Christ having come as a as a little child. Beautiful. Any closing comments in the last 30 seconds, recommendations for those who may be struggling and just... You know, I was mentioning during the break that Father Josh Johnson yesterday recommended to his parish at Sacred Heart that with there's 28 days in Lent, and there's 28... Or I keep saying Lent. Um, <laughs> in Advent, uh, and 28 days in... Or 28 chapters in Matthew that read a chapter of Matthew every day, and we did that last night with our family, and that was really uh, a wonderful nice. opportunity for us to, to, to sort of gather as a family and, and focus in on one particular passage together. So that was lovely. Beautiful. Good recommendation. It is. Okay. It is. And that's not a lofty task. No, no it takes it. 10 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, we're going to wrap up this morning uh, with prayer, as we always do as we begin the Advent season. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. My ever-present Lord, you come to us day and night, calling us, leading us, and offering to an entire and offering to enter into our lives on a daily basis. Please help me to always be attentive to you and to always open my heart fully to your daily coming by grace, love, and understanding. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dr. David Whitten, thank you again for always being with pleasure. us as always. We appreciate your presence. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thank, thank you for having me. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. It's Giving Tuesday, which means Corey Hout with the Catholic Community Foundation joins us to talk about I Give Catholic. Lisa Winter joins us to talk about the Magnificat Prayer Breakfast. Debbie Shelley with the Catholic Commentator will give us an update and so much more. Have a wonderful Monday. God bless. Is a production of Catholic Community Radio.